43 in Roanoke and Salem, 44 in Danville, 44 in Bedford, and 42 in Lynchburg. It's cloudy everywhere. Mm. And, and the deer were on the move this morning. Yeah, I, I saw a huge buck. Yeah. On the, on the You know, he was still alive, but he was standing on the oncoming traffic road on the 221. And I flashed my lights to let the guy know. And he, immediately, I look in the rearview mirror. He's got his brakes on. And then he goes another 200 yards. And he sees Yeah, they're moving the a buck. lot. Slow your roll. Yeah, no doubt about it. 706 on the morning jam. Janet Mark. Little Joni Mitchell for you. <laughs> Pay Paradise. Put up a parking lot. You don't know what you got until it's gone. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. You send it out to Matt Yates. Yeah, I'm sending it to Matt Yates, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's true, though. Yeah. It's very true. Well, we were lamenting in the last hour that, you know, Matt Yates put into into to motion, uh, to motion this, this mess that we have now in the Congress, and they haven't solved it. And Democrats are there more than willing to help. Oh, they're taking help. advantage of it. Make but no give mistake. us a few extra seats on the committees mm-hmm. when in reality they don't have the majority because they're not in power, but it would almost seem are like they, they are. I was going to say, aren't they? Aren't they so, in power? Because it certainly feels like they are. In my understanding, I don't, I don't get in the weeds too much. But you can only have, I think, so many rounds of elections um, to pick a speaker, mm-hmm. or something happens, something kicks in. That seems to be. If you know more about that than I do, please let us know. Call us eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. They they've got to figure it out. Yeah, and, and they before they go out and do another one of these votes and look like fools. Sorry, get your act together, get it together, and, you and have make sure done you got that. the votes. And and you know what you need to do, Janet. And I, I'm sorry, but you got to play hardball. Mm-hmm. Look, you know that bridge you want to build in your in your district, right. buddy. We're gonna hold those monies hostage. Yeah, until you buckle. Because that's what Nancy Pelosi would do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she had AOC, who apparently hated her, in line. AOC would get in line. Yeah. I was uh, I was reading an article yesterday, and it was talking about uh, some of the homes that our politicians own. I mean, it's, right. it's disgusting yeah. how these career politicians have transformed that into just mega millions of dollars i mean when somebody like nancy pelosi Mm -hmm. makes a brain surgeon ben carson look like a pauper there's a problem right you know a man who literally went to school for how long oh i know and and saved how many lives and yeah her her home is a 25 million dollar home right 25 million dollars and when ben carson tried to change the drapes in his office or something oh my word all all hell broke loose oh yeah how dare he yeah i mean they couldn't find anything on the guy he's probably one of the cleanest politicians exactly and they ate him alive yeah 866-916-3776 yes the creme brulee is slowly fading but i'll try to make it to the end of the show you're on the morning jam good morning (laughs) Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Hey. Hey. Uh, well, one thing, I'll comment on what you have been talking about here. Our our Republican guys, they'll eat their own. It's yeah. Unreal. Yep. 
and I agree with you, Democrats, when they do something, they all get in lockstep. They oh, do, for sure. Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But on a lighter side, yes. in history, do you know where you were 47 years ago? 47 years. Let me do the math real quick. Absolutely uh, not. That'd be yeah. about... Probably, probably playing in okay, my I was eight, yard. Was I 18, 47 <laughs> years ago? Would I have been 18? Was that right? 15? Well, where were you, my friend? Yeah, I was 18. I was, I, was, um, I was probably enjoying myself because I had graduated from high school already. I was working in a cabinet shop. 16 October, 1976. Magruder Street Chapel. Fort Jackson, South Carolina, at 2.30 in the afternoon. Mm. Charles B. Clanton, Major, United States Army. My father, Reverend Robert A. Barkley, married my wife and I. Today oh, is our wow. 47th anniversary. Congratulations. Well, happy anniversary to you. You know what? There, there aren't a whole lot of people uh, out there making it that long and it speaks well of you that you have made it so tell us Mm. this morning before we let you go what do you think is the secret to your successful marriage jesus is the glue that holds us together yes Mm. yeah that's it that's it in a nutshell that we we would we tried to go to marriage seminars about every five years it's like a tune-up for your marriage you know you don't let your car run for 80,000, 90,000 miles without checking the oil, changing the tires, that kind of thing. Great Marriage point. Marriage is the same way. You, you've got to keep the interest up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to. I've been blessed. We've, we've been through rough times. We've been through some harsh times. Mm-hmm. But we've been through a lot of joyful times. Yeah. And uh, I love her more than I did then, I guess. Mm. I think uh, a successful a marriage, you fall you fall in love with each other many, 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 many different mm-hmm. times. Because there are going to yeah, be times exactly. when you... You really don't care for each other that much. <laughs> no. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Congratulations, Bob. Yeah. Good. Way to go, buddy. You. Well done, you. you. Yeah. Love it. So, um, okay. So two people text me. I didn't, I didn't have my phone flipped up. You know how I am. I get, I get easily distracted. No. But Bob Romali and my brother Jim both said, Joni Mitchell, Joni <laughs> Mitchell. So thank you guys. Um, I, I do have a... Um, that's because you guys think in song lyrics too, and that's why we love you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think today is the day. I know this is terrible, but it has been a long time. Um, and I just texted my brother Jim. I believe today is the anniversary of my father's passing. Oh. It's either today or tomorrow in 1979. Wow. A long time ago. I think I think about him like you think about your mom sure. and dad. And um you know And when I think about how long my mother's been gone now, mm. it just it blows my mind to think that she's been gone as long as cuz sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday. Right. Um and and she she died, you know, in her 60s. She was like 64, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's young. It's too 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 soon. Yeah. Um dad w- dad was 59. She's been gone 20 years now. 20 years. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, Dad was, uh, Jimmy is saying yes today. It is So I just want to recognize my father's passing. The reason I get confused is I think his birthday is August the 17th. Mm. And he passed on October the 16th. And I get those numbers the mixed numbers up. numbers mixed up, yeah. In, in my head. But uh, he was quite a man. He fought in World War II. He fought under George Patton. 
Wow. Um, and cool I, was that? he got to see him speak in a group one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my father was thrown off a tank in World War II. He was, uh, as I understand it, from my brother, because I, I wish I would have asked my dad more questions. I just didn't have the sense. I was 18 or 19. Because you don't think about when it he, when he passed. at that age, yeah. But he was like on a tank, and they had wires going across, and those wires could trip things. And what dad's job was to be on the tank looking for those oh wow and, and, and sometimes you could see him sometimes that's you a couldn't. lot of pressure and he got knocked off a tank mm-hmm. and uh he obviously didn't get run over because i'm here but he did injure his injure his back which gave him gave him trouble you know but he still came back and was a flourishing carpenter uh for many many years that and, apple and, didn't fall far from and the he, tree yeah he passed <laughs> that on to us and uh just not only a love for woodworking but a love for people my dad was just that kind of guy yeah he just he just loved people and um, so I'm, I'm always eternally grateful for God giving me the dad I had, even though my little brother, who was 16 when he when dad passed, like I tell people, I'd rather would have had the dad that I had for 19 years yeah. than to have a, a fractured relationship like some do with their right, fathers right. for a lifetime. For decades and decades. Yeah. So, uh, yep, you know, yep. but it's never too late to pick up the phone and say hi to dad. If, if he's still on around and so. ask those questions too yeah for sure no doubt well liberty university in uh in the national headlines now um they're firing back at the u.s department of education mm-hmm. saying that the department official leaked a report alleging cover-up of sexual assault incidences and generally underreported crime on campus to preserve a clean reputation mm. Uh, the Washington Post, when we covered this when it came out, it was covered by the Washington Post and USA Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they published an article earlier this month um, and into a report on the school's Cleary Act compliance that was released on May 1st, saying it showed the school routinely failed to keep its campus safe, underreporting crime claims, and discouraging reports of it in the first place. Colleges that participate in federal financial aid programs have to keep and disclose crime stats and other timely information about campus safety. Mm-hmm. In the year 2020 to 2021, Liberty University received $874 million for student loans and grants from the Department of Education. Officials at the uh, private evangelical university, as this article reads deny the claims laid out by the findings. Mm-hmm. Liberty's president worried that the leak of the DOE's findings to the Post will impact negotiations with the DOE and believes someone leaked the report to poison the well. Hmm. Well, aren't they going to be aware of the report, whether it's in the Post or not? Well, How it, does that poison the well? I, I, hmm. What am I missing here? Additionally, the school says it's been threatened with an unprecedented $37.5 million fine, which would be far more than recent fines levied on universities by the DOE, such as the $4.5 million slapped on Michigan State over the Nassar sexual abuse scandal. Well, that was one incident, though. Okay. Right? I'm sorry. I'm. You know how we do this. You, you're... You're talking. I'm looking at other news stories. Okay, I'm sorry. When you said Nasser, yeah, th- there was an, a, and I am honestly not aware that there was an accusation against him. Oh, you you remember the Nasser sexual abuse scandal? I don't. Honest to goodness, 
I must have been blacked out on that one. Uh, yeah, that one was that was pretty okay, pretty uh, widespread. He was the um, the the physician that abused oh, all that, the, the okay. gymnasts. Yeah, yeah, I Remember? know that one. I know that one. That well, that's him. Okay, that's him. I thought you meant. There was another Nasser. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Um, the My most bad. damaging element of the whole process is the fact that for the first time, the Department of Education leaked a preliminary report mm-hmm. while we're in the process of negotiating with the department about all the advancements that we've made. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all that shapes up because, mm-hmm. I mean, that uh, that report spanked them pretty hard. Okay. And uh, and it's definitely things that needs to be fixed. And yeah. we've talked to some of these Jane Doe's on the air. Yeah, we and have. and we we know that some of these things that are being alleged, we've heard them over and over again by some women. So, um, but the in the article it said that they didn't take complaints of crimes mm-hmm. uh, seriously, and that wasn't just sexual violence. That was gas leaks, bomb threats. Sure. And and you know the, and people accused of repeated acts of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that how that shapes yeah. up. The Washington spokesperson said uh, their only statement was, "We stand by our reporting, and as always, protect our sources." Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely in the the national spotlight okay. for sure. Seven nineteen. We're going to go into break. Going to come back with some. Interesting remarks that our president had over the weekend. Anytime he opens his mouth and the mic's around, it's sometimes trouble. Well, some could say that about me, I guess. I don't know. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. No need to ask, he's a smooth operator. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. All right, I'm going to play this. We'll see if it's got enough volume. I apologize if it doesn't. I have it wide open. So what is it? This is Biden speaking. Oh, no. And he just had all kinds of just bizarre stuff. You know, this is one thing that Obama was great at was building straw men. I mean, he had a... A, a, a very big supply of straw in the back mm-hmm. behind the White House because he constantly would build straw men and then knock them down and then knock them over. Yeah, and uh, this I did not know this was happening in our in our country when a gay person uh, got married. You've heard me say it before, and I apologize for having to repeat it. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still fundamentally wrong in this country. Where is that happening? I, that I, still exists. That still exists. Does I, it? I did not know. When was the last time you saw anybody get kicked out of a restaurant for being gay? Right. What decade do you think this is, Joe? I, maybe he's talking about like when they throw him off a roof in the Middle East for being gay. Oh, you know, oh yeah. I, I yeah, think could, he's got his countries be. mixed up. Oh, yeah, I believe so. And then, of course, you know, Jill had to help him get off stage. Uh, 
Okay, he's like, honey, honey. Let's, over here. Okay, over here. Yeah, wait, yeah, where are we going? We're what going are we doing? this way. Okay. okay, just hold my hand. We're leaving. Oh, my word. I mean, he just... Buddy, you don't think it matters when you got a frail individual running this nation. Get married in the morning and kicked, kicked out, out of a restaurant by the afternoon. Right. <laughs> now, I think you're getting uh, that mistaken with uh, with our our press secretary <laughs> in Lexington. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. When they when they kicked out Sarah Sanders. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think that's what you're getting confused. It's very possible. That's who's getting kicked out of restaurants now. So a lot of a lot of brain malfunctioning. Banned pride flags from flying on public lands. Who the hell? Did we ban? I thought we had a whole month that we had pride flags everywhere. As I recall, there were pride flags practically encompassing the entire White House. Actually, there were times when it was above the American flag, which is not supposed to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The guy is just insane. I'm I'm sorry. He does not have... completely lost it. It's pretty crazy. And this was Saturday. He's giving a speech. Okay. All righty. But he's going. Oh, did you hear the rumor? He's maybe flying over to the Middle East. Because oh, that's what Lord. we need is more confusion over there. So we're sending our president. Well, it's a nice lead into this next story, though. Okay. All right. When you have an elderly parent who can no longer <laughs> care for themselves, because right, right. that's definitely going on there, mm-hmm. uh, this is when you can start seeing sibling conflicts arrive. I and can believe that. added stress. It's... Yeah. It's difficult on on everybody. And, you know, I've talked with many of our listeners who are in that place in their lives where they have uh, parents dealing with Alzheimer's like Mm -hmm. I did with my Mm -hmm. father, uh, which brings a a level of stress and sorrow to a person's life that unless you've been through it, you can't fully comprehend because you're mourning someone who's still here. Mm -hmm. And and it's really difficult. Yeah. and whenever it comes to mom and dad, everybody wants what's best for them, but it can bring up a lot of stress in relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, old rivalries and mm. pecking orders. You were the and favorite. Who's right? Right. Can come back to mm-hmm. you know to to haunt you. Sure. Uh, they may spar over the merits of assisted living versus in home care and. The oldest may make a, a critical decision without consulting others, and then uh, others are are another's focused just on who's going to pick up the tab. Or you've got a sibling that lives lives across the country, right? M- micromanaging the sibling that's actually living in the town that the parents in, Having, and sees it every I've, day. I've seen I have seen that, right? And and then or then you have the situation where. Um, you know, you've got the sibling out of town mm-hmm. who who wants to be respectful of the person in town. So then they want to defer. Right. You know, they will defer because you're there and you've got right. boots on the ground. Uh, and then, you know, they only get called when things completely get fall apart wrong, and you right. have to be the bad guy. Yeah. And so so there's a lot of lot dynamics there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, emotions get very stressful today. Close to one in five Americans are caring for an aging adult. Hmm. That, according to a report produced by AARP and the National Alliance for Caregiving, uh, Hmm. that comes to 41.8 million caring for someone 50 and older, 20% more than in 2015. And within that group, one in four are caring for not one, but two people. 
Hmm. Wow. The most common grievance is, why isn't anyone helping me? On average, the person in this role devotes 24 hours per week to caregiving over a period of four to five years. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it's just a very difficult thing. Uh, some of the advice they, they offer is assess who can do what in your family. Um, the president and chief executor, uh, executive of NAC in Washington, not everyone is a good caregiver, but they can pitch in for perhaps cost. Or a sibling who's not comfortable with hands-on care can handle the financials and insurance paperwork. Divide and conquer mm-hmm. if you're blessed to have a sibling. Right. Uh, think about what you need and approach each sibling individually. Say, mm-hmm. this is important to me in our relationship. Explain that you're struggling okay, and that the sibling's lack of support could affect your relationship permanently and you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Don't make others feel guilty or defensive, but spell out how they can help. Mm-hmm. Do you need a fill-in while you take a break? Someone to research or, or order an assistive device, a persuasive voice to get mom to give up the car keys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes long-distance siblings aren't helping because they don't realize the level of care the parent needs and they don't know what to do. Mm. Yeah, It's especially true of dementia. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put a link to this uh, article on our Facebook page because I think a lot of people are dealing with this right now. Yeah. And it does have some good advice. Okay. 731, Kimberly McBroom comes to us from WDBJ7. Of course, CBS News Brief will be first to give us an update on what's going on nationwide and worldwide here on The Morning Jam. Currently 41 degrees in Lynchburg, 44 in Bedford, 43 in Roanoke and Salem, 44 in Danville, 43 in Appomattox, 42 in Amherst. Oh, I just caught me in a yawn. Um, my wife and I went to the city cemetery yesterday with my, my in-laws. And I tell you, I brought an extra jacket, you know, a light jacket to put on uh-huh. and brought gloves and brought a beanie cap. Never needed any of it yesterday. It was so nice. Yes. It was so nice. It was a beautiful day. This may have been the last weekend that we get a chance to experience that kind of weather. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to... Well, we're getting closer to November, which means Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Right. Next thing you know, you know, Santa Claus is going to be knocking on the door, bringing me a new chainsaw or something. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't want a chainsaw, Santa. <laughs> please, uh, please don't bring me a chainsaw. I don't want anything that involves work. Give me something that's fun. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll think of something sooner or later. Right. Let Santa know. No problem. <laughs> uh, here's some good news. Average gasoline prices in Virginia have fallen in the last week. Mm, good. Uh, seven cents per gallon, averaging wow. three thirty-eight, according to uh, Gas Buddy's survey of 4,081 stations in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 cents lower than a month ago and 18 cents lower than a year ago. The national average price of diesel has fallen six cents and stands at 4.41 per gallon. The cheapest station in Virginia was priced at 2.89 on Sunday, most expensive 4.47. Okay. They say the uh, the lowest price in the state on Sunday was 2.89, highest was uh, 4.47, which is a, dist- a difference of $1.58 a gallon. I'm sure it's not going to stay low it, in well, light of what's going on in the world. Here's the thing. Iran produces a certain amount of the oil that gets into the bloodstream of energy in this world. Mm -hmm. And if they enter the war, I think Israel is going to react 
which could disrupt all that, which will affect gas prices. It'll, and that's the thing. It, it doesn't take, well, like, wait a minute. It, it takes 30 to 60 days for it to actually get the oil that got, you know, disrupted because prices change overnight and they can go to the good, which they are good right now, but they could go to the bad depending on, you know, the, the far reaching impact of, of this war that's uh, unfolding still. We still don't know. I mean, we thought that it was going to be a really, really, um, I would say you can say good or bad, depending on your perspective, uh, weekend that there was going to be that, that invasion and it was going to be a lot of bloodshed. Thankfully there weren't. My understanding is just following the news a little bit because we both had busy weekends is that there's some good intel apparently falling into the hands of the Israelis about these hostages and they don't want to go in and, you know, destroy this, that, and the other and, and kill their own hostages. I think the number of um, Americans' loss of life is up to 27 yeah. now, I think, and, and some are still being held hostage. But anyways, it's a very, very complex situation. A local person, as a matter of fact, we interviewed Bruce Rosenberg on Friday. You can mm -hmm. go to our SoundCloud page and listen to that. Great interview. Just go to SoundCloud, type in The Morning Jam on VTRN in there, along with Friday's date, Friday the 13th. 10, 13, 23, and you can listen to this interview with Bruce that we had. Uh, he is uh, he is a business owner. We didn't really talk about that because I didn't want to highlight that necessarily because I don't want him to become a target. But he also has uh, done uh, some other interviews where um, he's talking about raising some money to help those in Israel. Uh, and and uh, it's called the Swords of Iron in Israel. And it is a fundraiser to help the folks in Israel as friends and family over there. Uh, as of the writing of this article, they had already raised $2,000 of emergency funds. And it says every penny will go uh, to this fund, the Swords of Iron, to help those in Israel. Um, he uh, woke up, as we had in the interview, on the uh, 7th to text and even, I think, phone calls in some cases of family and friends saying, there's something really, really wrong going on. Of course, they didn't know to the extent that it would be until hours later. So there is a way that uh, you can give. We'll put the link up on our Facebook page if that's something you would want to be interested. It's called the Swords of Iron in Israel. Well, the uh, annual historic Appomattox Railroad Festival was this past weekend. That was It was a busy week. There was a yeah, lot going on very. last weekend. Uh, the American Legion brought in the Traveling Vietnam War Memorial oh, for neat. veterans and families to see. Neat. The uh, Legion District Commander Ron Crockless said the memorial uh, was made up of dozens of black metal pieces with names engraved on them said there are 58,318 names engraved in them for the Americans who lost their lives during the war. Uh, he said, we want to remember them being a veteran, remembering those in the community, things like these memorials. That's what counts. So they're not forgotten. And they uh, are acknowledged for giving the ultimate sacrifice. Hmm. So that's a, that's a lovely, lovely thing that they brought in. And people from the area who lost loved ones uh, were able to go and find their loved one's name. Mm. And there were a lot of people who um, who were shown, you know, pointing to the name uh, there. So a very special thing 
that they brought in. One of my most touching times in D.C. was when I was with my brother who fought in the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And we went to the uh, Vietnam War Memorial. And it's, I mean, it's just breathtaking. And there's people that have their pieces of paper up against. And they're taking a pencil sideways. And they are basically pulling the person's name through that tracing off the wall of their loved ones. There were teddy bears. There were all kinds of things left at that wall. There's a whole museum, my understanding, wow. of all the things that get left. It's just amazing. And uh, so great way to remember. I don't know if you saw if you saw this story or not. It's not funny, but it kind of is. Uh, one of the most challenging parts of being a parent mm-hmm. was teaching your kid how to drive. Okay. I, and I and I had to do it three times. Right. My daughter, God love her, huh. has very poor motor skills. Okay. She can lift weights and she can do all this physical stuff, right. but when it comes to hand-eye coordination, Not she is huh? yes, well, <laughs> you know, she just struggles a little, a little bit. Right. Uh, two people had to be rescued from a car that drove off a parking garage ledge. Oh my gosh, that's just like on the movies. It is like on the movies. Wow. So. It was shortly after 3 p.m. Jason Bourne doesn't climb out of the car and keep shooting people. Well, (laughs) yes. Um, The Montgomery County Police and Fire Rescue responded to the scene. Upon arrival, they located a car that literally drove off the side of a parking garage. Mm -hmm. They said the drop was approximately 10 feet. Okay. Sources said the accident involved a teenager learning how to drive with their parent. We can take a little more lighthearted approach to this because thankfully neither one of them were injured. Here's some advice for you. Find an empty parking lot, not a parking. There's no way I would have taken Bailey onto a parking deck. Right, right. Yeah. We're, we're learning. We need to be on level ground here. Yes. And and that was just, and that was with an automatic, not with right, a right. straight. A, a stick shift. Which right. is a, a whole different. A different game. Didn't even try that. Got more torque. Right. Got more torque. It'll do some yeah, more damage. Yeah, the little lunging thing going on. I did teach my boys to drive a stick shift, though. And they both did. It, they picked it up very, very okay. naturally. But Bailey, she's so pretty. So <laughs> that's okay. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at uh, F&L Market there on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. And don't forget, not only do they have the, uh, the things on Tuesday where you can you know save money if you're a Mm -hmm. a senior right but now they have throwback thursdays where you can get special deals on uh certain items uh, on that like they're gonna have dole bananas for 39 cents a pound on thursday and boneless chuck roast 3.98 a pound that's a great price uh fresh ground chuck also 3.98 a pound so time to go there and stock up you can use that chuck in this uh, recipe today the great thing about today's recipe is you can use ground beef ground pork ground lamb ground chicken ground turkey for these ground teriyaki rice bowls Mm. Uh, it's super easy and great for the middle of the week you're going to start 
by making your sauce in a saucepan. Combine soy sauce, water, a little bit of sugar, some rice wine vinegar, ginger, and garlic, and bring that to a boil. Then you're going to combine warm water and some cornstarch and mix that together. Once the teriyaki sauce is boiling, you're going to pour in that cornstarch mixture and reduce the heat to medium-low, and it's going to just thicken up beautifully while your ground meat cooks. In a skillet or pan over medium-high heat, you're going to cook and crumble your ground protein of choice. You're going to add sesame oil, onion powder, garlic powder, and salt, and just cook until that protein is done. Add in some chopped broccoli. I like to put some julienne carrots in there and that teriyaki sauce to the pan. Uh, You can even throw in some water chestnuts if you want that. Just kind of make it your own. And I always finish it off with some red pepper flakes because we like a little bit of heat. Once those vegetables are to your liking, you're going to serve this over either uh, noodles. You can do it over a ramen or rice. uh, However you choose to, to eat it, it's very versatile and really delicious. Find this recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's 5 and 9. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats are cut above. I have an FNL story I'll share coming out of the break. Okay. It happened yesterday. All right. It was a good one. I'll bet. All right. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Benatar, she, Are she, you uh, dedicating that to FNL? Did they treat you right yesterday? They did. I I tell you what happened. Okay. We we were at the city cemetery, and yeah. I, I talked about that. Mm-hmm. And what happened there was got these amazing actors. One of the ladies was, and and for those, I'll just give you a quick thing. City Cemetery, they they had very, very good records of all these people that are buried there for hundreds of years. And people dress up like those different people that are buried, and they come out, and they talk to you like it's them. And one of the ladies was an entrepreneur, African-American woman from 150-plus years ago. She made apple pie. Okay. And, I mean, there was 50 people after that was over wanting apple pie, and I was one of them. So I said, babe, where are we going? We got to go get some apple pie. She goes, let's go buy FNL. Yeah. So I went by FNL, picked up some apple pie, and of course you got to get ice cream. Well, of and, course. And then while I was there, we picked up some jumbo shrimp. I picked up my breakfast. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I cleaned out the breakfast uh, turkey breakfast bowl things oh, and yeah. told the lady, she goes, oh, yeah, I like those too. <laughs> too bad. They're all gone now. So they're all gone, Todd. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we just... And then we went home had dinner, and then we had dessert, apple pie with some mm-hmm. ice cream. So it was. A, they do have great pies there. Their their sweet potato pie. I wanted to get is one, so but so good. Yeah, I could only get one pie. They also get in buttermilk pies right. that are delicious, and custard pies. Right. I mean, they kick it old school. Yeah. Well, and it's I, good stuff. I I so wanted to to do that, but I. Well, I, We're heading I've into done the, the sweet potato pies before, and they are good. I'm heading into the eating season, which is the holidays, I and I can only do so many apple pies, you know, at, at once here. Well, Maybe you can drive my car. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. 
an Oklahoma teen is maybe singing that song. She uh, she won a Volkswagen Beetle after mm. attending a perfect stranger's funeral. What? She, yeah, she's on top of the world after attending a funeral 30 miles away from her home, fulfilling the last wish of a woman she never even met. The 16-year-old from El Reno, Oklahoma, said, Every person I've told about this says, Oh my gosh, that's what I should do when I pass away. Is give away your car to a stranger. Diane Sweeney of Oklahoma wanted to make sure that uh, when when she died, she said, um, "You know, I I want to I want to raffle off my my Volkswagen." Okay. Apparently, she really loved her Volkswagen. Yeah, and it's one of those modern day bugs, which are pretty cool. They are cool. Yeah. A few weeks before she she unexpectedly died uh, in, in July, and just oh, wow. a few weeks before that. She said she wanted to gift her prized possession, her 2016 Volkswagen Beetle, mm-hmm. to someone who attended her funeral. Okay. Her nephew said she always had a giving spirit. Right. She told a few of us her wish. I remember it as clear as day. She said, whoever comes to my funeral, I want them to have a chance to win my Volkswagen Beetle. And I said, well, Diane, I'll make that happen. So how heavily attended was the funeral? Did it give the numbers? Well, much more heavily attended than maybe before she was going <laughs> to raffle off the car. Um, oh, gosh. 30 days later, he, the nephew got a call saying that uh, his aunt had passed away. Right. And oh, really? That soon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, she, she worked in biostatistics. For a pharmaceutical company, she okay. was not married. Right. She didn't have any children. Uh-huh. After a successful career, she moved back to Oklahoma to live a simple life. She valued a peaceful life. She could have lived anywhere. She could have driven any vehicle. Right. But what she cared about was her Christian faith, her family, and her Volkswagen Beetle. How about that? She also loved Sonic and Burger King. Uh, Egram <laughs> said that his cousin decided to make the final wish come true. They reached out to a local news outlet uh-huh. to help them get the word out. Oh, really? So that would, yeah. They also Goodness put gracious. it in the local paper. We're going to have to change venues <laughs> right. for the funeral. That her wish was whoever came to the funeral, didn't matter whether she knew them or not, uh-huh. didn't matter what age they were, didn't matter what race they were, anybody was going to have a chance to win her car. I so um, they the Channel Four did pick it up, uh-huh. and uh, and they said they'd do a news story and said we will try to pack the funeral home, which they did. Sixteen-year-old Gabriella Bonham saw it on TV. She said um, she and her friends just kind of laughed, but they were like, "That would be so funny and cool to do that." Mm-hmm. So they did. Yeah. She talked to two of her older sisters and some cousins into going with her. Oh, really? Oh, gee. And what started out as a fun adventure turned into a meaningful experience when she learned about the life and kindness of Diane Sweeney. It was interesting to not know her, but to see her life through her family's eyes. Hmm. She said they had slideshows and everything. Uh, said she was very funny and a fun person to be around. How about that? And she filled out her raffle ticket, went about her way, didn't hear anything, and until uh, the Sweeney State was settled and she got a call saying huh. she had won the car. How about that? Isn't that funny? I think that's so cool. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. 
and it, you know she needed a car yeah and she's just look she's so happy oh yeah I, I, it's it's kind of a um, I would say a uh, pastel green, a very light green. Yeah. It's a pretty bug. I can't really tell. I, I, sometimes I think it looks white, but no, I think you're right. I think it is a pastel color. Yeah. Um, huh. And the, the family says Diane would be thrilled at everyone that attended her funeral yeah. and the fact that this young person is going to be enjoying her car. Okay, cool. That's the way I want to go out yeah, and do well. something cool like that. Of course, we had the other older lady who made, you know, thank you notes for all the people that attended her wedding and said let's keep in touch and it was like little mini ouija boards that was yeah, funny i remember that last <laughs> well, i week. think that was meant as a joke i know so. <laughs> i understand the stay in touch 866-916-3776 you're on the morning jam good morning hey guys good morning i wanted to say apple pie yeah it's but, hard to uh, beat apple pie yeah yeah this is true but I was, I was getting ready to go to bed last night, so I was checking the news on X Twitter, which is where I go to my news now. But Elon does a good job with that. Glenn Greenwald and all them. But, um, Except when the Congress Megan's people put out fake news and it gets retweeted. Other than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, true. But Megan Kelly and Candace Owens were getting into it yesterday. God, that was a cat fight i haven't seen in quite a while who, who was she fighting with your... candace owen oh, what were they fighting candace okay. Owens. okay but it was about vivek and vivek said that these college students don't need to be canceled and he's right because all of us have been stupid in our 20s you know early 20s probably and late teens but i uh, i kind of agree with candace and vivek but um I think it started with Megan Kelly attacking Vivek, and then Candace took up for a Vivek. And you know, we we got a lot of Republicans that disagree with each other, and that that is a good thing. I don't see anything wrong with that. We we need to come together sometimes, but we don't uh, seem like we're having you know, much. Uh, yeah, not much success there. Much success there. Right. For- <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call, Alan. Yeah. So what I- they were arguing about was. Um, whether or not college students should be blacklisted by potential employers for taking part in protest against Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Megan Kelly has come out strong that she was excited that some of these Wall Streeters said, you know what, if you're going to stand with Hamas, uh, we're not going to hire you. And they were pretty clear because they, they came out so anti-Israeli and so public but kelly was taking up for the students saying they shouldn't be blacklisted in this argument okay oh, based well, on what i'm reading she, maybe she made a change we'll, we'll, I, we'll clear that up after the top yeah, of yeah, the hour i haven't I, read up on it so. i listened to her show last week and she said good somebody's some of these businesses taking a stand but maybe she had a change of heart i don't know